Shalom, and welcome to Christians with Torah, the Beit Tehillah Community Podcast. We believe the Torah is relevant for our lives today, God's teachings and instructions. You may very well be part of the first generation to be born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, and have the Torah, a Christian with Torah. Join us as we honor the living God through the study of His Word, topical conversations, and interviews with special guests. Please welcome our hosts, Pastor Nick Plummer and Ryan Cabrera. Shalom, everybody, and welcome to Christians with Torah, the Beit Tehillah Community Podcast. I'm your co-host, Ryan Cabrera, and I'm in the beautiful Studio B with Pastor Nick Plummer. That's right. How you doing, Pastor Nick? I'm glad to be here. And so this week is an interesting week, right? We're in the week of Unleavened Bread. We've just had Pesach, Passover, and now, now... We don't have a Torah portion for the week because no, no, we don't. This week there's traditionally Passover readings. readings. Yeah, Passover readings. So what we're going to do today is we're going to have a blast, and we're going to talk about the Feast of Unleavened Bread. We are going to talk about the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Chag Hamatzah. Chag Hamatzah. That's right. Wow, Hamatzah. So that's what I've got. I mean, I'm ready for you. uh, We'll go over this. I think we're going to repeat ourselves a little bit in this teaching, but this outline here. Uh, Leviticus 23, verse 6, and on the 15th day of the same month is the Feast of Unleavened Bread unto the Lord. Seven days you must eat unleavened bread. In the first day you shall have a holy convocation. You shall do no servile work therein. Uh, So there you go. Um, Once again, you're commanded to eat unleavened bread. Um, this is, I got to say, you know, for those people that want to say that uh, Passover, Unleavened Bread, like that the Feast of the Lord, like all of these things, that these are done away with, that they're difficult. Listen, there's three ingredients to the Passover, all right? It's bitter herbs, lamb, and unleavened bread, matzah. I'm still trying to figure out how that's tough. Well, in verse 8, it says, But ye shall offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord seven days, and the seventh day is a holy convocation. You ah. shall do no servile work there. So the first day of unleavened bread, which is the 15th, right? And then you go seven days, which would be the what? The 22nd? Yeah. Okay. You're not supposed to work on that day. Got it's it. Very interesting. So and the 15th and, and, Pesach and, is, and Pesach is Passover as well. So basically, um, there we have the 15th uh, mm-hmm. day of the first month. So as we get into the word uh, leaven, because we have the Feast of Unleavened Bread, um, you know, we're dealing with leaven now and unleavened. So right. uh, in Exodus twelve fifteen, why don't you read that? It says, seven days shall ye eat unleavened bread. Even the first day ye shall put away leaven out of your houses. For whosoever eateth leavened bread from the first day until the seventh day, that soul shall be cut off from Israel. So what's really cool, Ryan, is this is the book of <clears throat> Exodus. So this is not Leviticus 23. This is Exodus 12. Right. So, you know, chapters 1 through, uh, I want to say, 18 is about deliverance. Chapters 19 to 40 is about worship. But anyway, if you'll notice, it says here, in, in, in of course, uh Seven days shall ye eat unleavened bread. So it's a continuation of what was actually shared about the three ingredients. So, so in, there's in eight days eight. where you don't eat right. leaven. There's Passover right. and Absolutely. seven days of unleavened so bread. So Passover is found, of course, in, in, in chapter 12, verse 8. It says, And they shall eat the flesh in that night, roast with fire, unleavened bread, and with bitter herbs they shall eat it. So it's really cool, you know. So uh, on the day of Passover at my house... You know, we we basically you know talked about the different Passovers and different things, but we uh, we had some little matzah, 
We had the horseradish and we put the lamb on top. Oh yeah, that's good. And we just did the little. Yeah. Ooh, there's the three ingredients. Boom. Boom. Just like that. The most holiest hors d'oeuvre in the world. In the world. So anyway, just getting back to this, uh, let scripture <clears throat> interpret scripture. Take it literally. So there are of course seven days. Um, so Passover plus unleavened bread equals eight days. Now look at this word unleavened bread. It's really cool. If you get the, uh, I guess this is the is it the Blue Letter Bible dot com. I use Blue Letter Bible, the app on my phone, actually. I got the to, app on my yep. phone. Kathy turned me on to it because I was trying to find a way to pronounce these words. <laughs> and it reads it to you. It is the coolest thing. <laughs> and and so maybe we could do it <clears throat> Ooh. on here. What do you think? Maybe, do you have your phone? I do. I do. do you, can you pull up, can you pull this word up? Oh, yeah. How absolutely. about, you got the interlinear Bible where you can actually do oh, all that cool oh, I've, stuff? I've got it. Because you're probably way ahead of me. I've I'm just, it. I'm still learning about That's these right. apps. Blue Letter Bible. So, uh, Exodus twelve fifteen. this word unleavened. Let's go ahead and put it in the microphone. Let Exodus. Let them hear how, how to pronounce 12, it. 12, 15. 15. The word unleavened. Pull it okay. up on, and let them speak it and just put it in this microphone. Okay. Unleavened bread. So, this is how you pronounce this word Six, in Hebrew. Two. Matzah. Matzah. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> what is this guy from, like, the country bumpkin? S- Listen to this. Strong's H, 4682. Matzah. 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 Sounds, sounds like matzah to me. Matzah. Yeah, we, we, he says matzah. Well, is it, a, is it a tzadi there? Let me see. Here, I can tell you. That's. Uh, I thought it was matzah. Okay, it's not. It's matzah, but it's matzah because it's the TZ combined. It's right. the zadi um, the tsadi. So it's that tsadi. It's not a long A. It's a short A. Yeah. Well, he's saying matzah, but it's matzah. Ma- it's, it's matzah. So in the sense of greedily devouring for sweetness, it's not soured or bittered with yeast. <clears throat> so it's kind of interesting. Well, and know. so consider the process of making bread at the time that they're speaking, right? They did right. not have like dry yeast from the store that you just toss in there. Right. You know, and it, it ferment or bubbles up for you and then you toss in your flour. Yeah. They didn't have that. No. So for them, the process took, you know, 24 hours and they were getting um, they were getting yeast or whatever off of, say, the stalks of grain or, or some other yeah, vegetable. It's like a, it's like a, a mother. The, the well, mother. they would do it more, probably in a liquid form because they would have to have it fermented. And right. then they would pour that in with their you know mixture. Right. And then it would take, like I said, over, over a day probably to rise. Right. So it's interesting how the, the definition is in the sense of greedily devouring for sweetness, but, like the true essence of unleavened. Well, think about that the, the leaven would make it. you're desiring that and not this soured or bittered with yeast taste. Well, and we don't think of, we, we don't think of yeast as sour or bittered. But in this case, the fermentation process gives it that sourdough or that right. souring That's flavor, right. which is good. Yeah, I mean, and like I said, you know, it says here that seven days shall you eat unleavened bread. Even the first day you shall put away leaven out of your houses. For whosoever eateth leavened bread from the first day until the seventh day, that soul shall be cut off from Israel. Mm. Now, this word leaven, let's go ahead and look this up, Ryan. In Exodus twelve fifteen, look up the word leaven. It's number 7603, and let's see how to pronounce that Hebrew word. So this one says... We've got matzah. So this is a different word. So uh, we're looking or for... Matzah. Okay, so there's two different words here used. There's the one for leaven, and then there's the one for leavened bread. I want seor. So seor is this one. All right, here we go. Strong's H, 7603. Seor. Seor. It means barm or yeast cake as swelling by fermentation. Yeah. So there's a total contrast between unleavened <clears throat> and leaven. And then and then the leavened bread, you'll recognize this one. Strong's age twenty five fifty seven. Chametz. Chametz. What's the number? Which is chametz, which is so uh, leavened twenty five fifty seven is leavened bread. Is chametz. Twenty five. 
2557. And how do you spell that? Uh, C-H. Are you talking about the leavened? Or, or, yeah, it's leavened, leavened bread, because you have here, you have leaven. Right. And then you have another word, leavened bread. And so what's what's that word? Chametz. C-H-A-M-E-T-Z. So that's like the normal, like, chametz, you know, when you hear... Chametz. You got to get it out. You got to get the chametz out. But notice the contrast. Oh, yeah. There's puffed up, bitter, with yeast. Yeah. And then there's the sweetness of, oh, you know... You know, I'd rather have that. You know what this reminds me of? This verse here? Does that say or? This verse reminds me of the verse uh, about the Sabbath, how it says six days you shall work, and then the seventh day is a Sabbath of rest unto the Lord, right? What I find interesting is we always focus with the Sabbath on the fact that you're supposed to rest on the Sabbath, right? That's our focus. So it's like it comes to a focal point. But how about the six days you shall work? Yeah, but the challah bread's puffy. But think, but think, six days you work, right? So here it's seven days you shall eat unleavened bread. So the command is not to not necessarily just eat unleavened, or not eat leavened bread. Right. The command is a affirmative command to eat matzah. Yeah, to, to remind you. You need to eat the matzah. It's a, it's a reminder of how he brought you out of <clears throat> Egypt. It actually <clears throat> goes into this in the 15 steps of the Passover Seder. We don't have time to get We had a bunch it. of people take me up. I actually sent the PDF version of this to several folks that emailed me. And if you still want it, you can email me at Ryan steps at of the Passover Seder. Oh, and by the way, uh, you can actually celebrate Passover in the second month. So for those of you that are listening and you said, wow, I didn't really feel good or this or that. Oy vey, I missed it. Can, yeah. I, can I do a second Passover? Yes, it's in the Bible. Yes. It just, it's on the 14th day of the second month. Yeah. And if so. you ever read the story of when Hezekiah kept the second Passover. Oh, that's good. Oh, man, it really reminds me of us today. It's very, very good. So look at this. Keeping the Feast of Unleavened Bread. We're going to read Leviticus 23, verses 5 and 6. Go ahead and read that, Ryan. We've read it before. We'll read it again, but this is instructions. In the 14th day of the month at even is the Lord's Passover, and on the 15th day of the same month is the Feast of Unleavened Bread unto the Lord. Seven days you must eat unleavened bread. So it's a command to eat matzah for seven days. Yes. That's good. What about Deuteronomy 16, verses 3 and 4? Thou shalt eat no leavened bread with it. Seven days thou shalt eat unleavened bread therewith, even the bread of affliction. For thou camest forth out of the land of Egypt in haste, that thou mayest remember the day <clears throat> when thou camest forth out of the land of Egypt all the days of thy life. In verse 4. <clears throat> oh, and there shall be no leavened bread seen with thee in all thy coast seven days, neither shall there anything of the flesh which thou sacrificedest the first day at even remain all night until morning. You know, this is interesting because mm. thou shalt eat no leavened bread with it. Seven days shalt thou eat unleavened bread. Another command. Mm. Yep. We found one in Exodus. We found it in Deuteronomy. And, um, and it's interesting that this is all mentioned here. <clears throat> and by the way, if you want to look at the family Passover, it's in Exodus 12. Uh, in Deuteronomy, we actually have here an example of congregational Passover. Amen. In Deuteronomy 16, 16, three times in a year shall all thy males appear before the Lord thy God in the place which he shall choose, in the Feast of Unleavened Bread, and in the Feast of Weeks, and in the Feast of Tabernacles, and they shall not appear before the Lord empty. Every male shall give as he is able, according to the blessing of the Lord thy God, which he hath given thee. That's actually like the last um, verse for, for one of the Torah portions in Deuteronomy, which is, I believe, let's see here. I don't know if I got this or not. Oh, there we go. The, the Torah portion, Re'eh, or C. 
So once again, here's some instructions, you know, um, found in Deuteronomy. Uh, and there shall be no leavened bread seen with thee uh, in all thy coast seven days. Uh, let's look at this. Yeshua warns in the New Testament to avoid the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And I'm going to read Matthew 16, verses 6 and 12. So he says, avoid the leaven of the Pharisees. Uh, then Jesus said unto them, take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. So what, what does it do? It puffs you up. Oh, it's, absolutely. It's not good news. Right? Pride. So that's Matthew 16, 6. Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And it's interesting. The Sadducees, you know, did not believe in the resurrection. So they were sad. They were sad, you see. You see? <laughs> Could get into that. Boy, you talk about different factions at the time of Christ. Oh, man. We got some factions today. Yes, we do. Matthew sixteen twelve. Then understood they how that he bade them not beware of the leaven of bread, but of the doctrine of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. So remember, uh, the reference was, do what they tell you to do, but don't be doing what they're doing. Correct. So that is the leaven. So they were actually not carrying on good actions. Wait, Jesus told them to do what the Pharisees told them to do? Like the, the teaching? That's right. But said don't follow their actions. Right. Because they didn't that's actually... The, that's, the, that's why I'm saying, even in this movement, in the Hebrews, everybody wants to put all these things on people. Yeah. They should be doing this, and they should... And it's like, but are you doing yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> now, this word leaven is very interesting. Um, <clears throat> if, if Ryan wants to find it in, the, in his little app there, uh, blueletterbible.com, um, the interlinear part of it. You can pronounce these words. It's so cool to learn these words. Oh, yeah. This this word leaven is number 2219. It's zume, means to ferment as if boiling up. That's what pride does. It just boils up. It just bloats up like a Macy's Day Parade float. It sure does. So it means to ferment. And so this obviously is the Greek word. Yeah, zume. And so I do believe it's zume for uh, leaven. It, it could be. It could be. So let's see I'm here. pretty sure it is. Strong's G twenty two nineteen, Zume. 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 Yeah, it's spelled Zymie. Remember, puffed up and just full of yourself. Mm -hmm. See, this is why we really have to humble ourselves. This is why I've been trying to tell everybody, and those of you that are listening or watching, you know, take care of yourself. Do a spiritual audit on yourself. Work on you. Do this. Remember, mm -hmm. reengage the old marriage classes. Yeah, oh yeah. Just do do yourself. Draw a circle around yourself. Draw a circle around yourself. Deal with everybody in Deal the circle. Deal with everybody in the circle. Yeah. So leaven is not only a picture of sin, but of, but of pride as well. So, so the word that they use for doctrine there is didache. You recognize that? There's a document, you know what I mean? The didache or whatever. Interesting. It says beware of the you know, didache of the so, so once again, you know, we're being warned. We're being warned. Don't be puffed up. Well, this culture is so puffed up. Everybody's a little god running around. And it's just, it's, well, it's abhorrent. It's just, it's... In, Jesus says that the the leaven of the Pharisees was what? What is it? he uses a good strong word? It was hypocrisy. Yeah, which is where you get the English word actor. Right. So the whole idea here is the leaven of the Pharisees is hypocrisy, meaning they teach you all these great things, but then they don't do them, or they're picking on you, pointing the finger, right, S accusing you of something, but when in fact they're doing the very thing That's that how they're accusing you usually of. Work. And, and actually, in, when there's an accusation, there's uh, there's also some truth to it. So once again, leaven is not only a picture of sin, but of pride as well. Uh, leaven is never good, people. Uh, matter of fact, I know it, it talks about leaven. Um, 
is likened to the kingdom of God. It means that it expands. Right. It's not a good connotation. So when God's kingdom expands, leaven is expanding with it. It's, it's right on your heels. It's rough, man. So, so just keep that in mind. Leaven is never good as an example. The tares are among us, is what you're it's, saying. It's, yes, never a good example. It's always yeah. a bad example. Leaven is not good in any connotation. So don't get your commentary mixed up with that reference that the, the kingdom of God is likened to leaven. What, what, mm-hmm. what they're meaning is that because God expands, so will the enemy. Right. He's going to engage. Uh, the Apostle Paul likens the members of the Church of Corinth as unleavened bread. In 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 6-8, through 8, Ryan's going to read this. This is very important, the Church of Corinth. You're going to really love these, these verses. We use them every single year. Yeah, it says, Your glorying is not good. Know ye not that a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump? Purge out therefore the old leaven, that ye may be a new lump, as ye are unleavened. For even Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Therefore let us keep the feast, not with the old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Wow. Hallelujah. You know, uh, Paul actually goes into <clears throat> some great instructions for communion. Yeah. Because yeah. many of you are, are dying or sick. Because you took of communion unworthily, you know. Some people took it because they were hungry. You know, they didn't have Circle K's and convenience stores and grocery stores. And, and so, you know, they were just eating the bread and drinking the wine or whatever. And yeah. they're like, I'm thirsty. I'm hungry. Yeah. Without, without the remembrance of his death. Right. And so he was saying, that's why many of you are sick and, and dying. Yeah. Uh, or dead, you know. So anyway, um, so as you are unleavened, so he's liking them to, to, to unleavened bread, which is really cool. And, uh, of course, it goes on to say, you know, like I said, therefore, let us keep the feast, not with old leaven. See, your old habits, your old ways of putting people down or whatever it is. Neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness. You know, malice is ill intent. You know, you're just, you know, you just want to hurt somebody. You have malice. You're going to get even. You're going to get somebody back, you know. And we just can't have that. And wickedness. But with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. You know, be honest, have sincerity, and have some truth. Any thoughts on that, Ryan? As the Church of Corinth, of course, you know, is all into Greek mythology and the temples and well, if, prostitutes and if the folks all kinds of stuff. Um, watching or listening, uh, we have here at Beit Tehillah uh, a calendar that Pastor Nick has put together called the Color Coded Biblical Calendar. Color Coded Biblical Calendar. And That's so right. It's basically a, a line for the year from the beginning of the feast cycle, starting with Purim, all the way to the end of the feast cycle, ending with Hanukkah. That's right. And so you have this this uh, this S curve on it that you watch, yeah. right? And and so it's just it lays out the year with a picture, and then it's color coded with yellow meaning caution, purple being feast days, and some other colors in there. But the point being, I think that if you guys want it, we can get a PDF of that, and I could send it to you. Uh, it's Ryan at twopraise.net. Email me. I'll sh- I'll send it Eight over and a half to you. by eleven. And but here's what's cool about it. Um, you can look at this and you can see how all of this plays out. And if you notice around Passover, um, people get a little squirrely. Uh, I think that the, the the third heaven is pushing against the second heaven, right? Oh, yeah. And so then that second heaven is then pushing on us, and you start seeing... Right. Demons are looking for some housing. So, stuff gets stirred up. It happens here. It happens everywhere. Um, and so, you know, you'll hear Pastor Nick and I talk about, <clears throat> you know, laying low, keeping your head down, staying laser-focused on the Lord, um, you know, not not doing, you know, too much, not, not stirring anything up, um, because what happened, right? Jesus was betrayed and crucified at this time of year, and we're his followers. And so what is the enemy trying to do? Well, <laughs> he's trying to get us to either get offended, right, and betray, 
or offend someone else and then betray us, right? So they're they're trying to to stir those things up. It's just the yeah, spirit spiritual that activity gets stirred up. Absolutely. You know, and, and just to go along with, with what Paul was saying, I want to continue on because this is very interesting. Uh, and I haven't done this in a while, but First Corinthians chapter five, verses six to eight, we covered that about you know, about the unleavened bread and doing it with sincerity and truth, no malice or wickedness. But I want to continue to read in First Corinthians five nine. He says, I wrote unto you in an epistle not to company with fornicators. Yet not altogether with the fornicators of this world or with the covetous or extortioners or with idolaters, for then must ye needs go out of the world. Mm. So Passover sets you apart. Right. But now I have written unto you not to keep company if any man that is called a brother be a fornicator or covetous or an idolater or a railer or a drunkard or an extortioner uh, with such um, and one not know not to eat. For what have I to do? Uh, to judge them also that are without. Uh, do not ye judge them that are within, but them that are without God judgeth. Therefore put away from among yourselves that wicked person. Anyway, there's a, a distinction at this time of year, season of redemption, right? to get away from all that. I'm glad you brought that up because that's a little good little segue into um, Exodus. Hey, listen, I saw here it says a railer. That's not a, that's not a ranter, right? <laughs> What's a railer? I don't know. Thirty sixty in the Greek. Go ahead, continue on. <laughs> I need to really look this up before I get in trouble. So, Pastor Nick I and I had a trouble. conversation about ranting. Yes, the other day. it was very good. I may have mentioned. It was, no, it was good. Iron sharpens iron. That's right. You that's stab right. me. Oh, whatever. Stab, stab. That's not how that works. No, he stabbed me from the front. It wasn't in the back. It too, brute. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Isn't it fun? Oh. I don't take it personal. I just take it. Yeah. Take it like uh, a man. I hear you. I hear you. Let me look at the. What's a railer? Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Read the railer because I'm distracted. Uh, I am so sorry, but this is hmm. fun. This is off the cuff. 3060 in the Greek. 3060. So this, is, this is what verse in 1 Corinthians? It's 1 Corinthians 511. All right. 1 Corinthians. So 3060 is a railer. 11. So here it is. Lordoros, abusive, a blackguard, a reviler. Lordoros, that's not me. It says, the connotation is mischief, Mm -hmm. abusive, you know, like maybe taking advantage of somebody or beating somebody down, mischief. So there's something going on there. Yeah, I agree. But continue on with your thoughts. Okay. So I'm going to add this to you. Because ranting is not a sin. There's, There's holy rants. There's no doubt about that. There's uh, righteous mm. indignation. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yes. There's rebuke. Yeah. Yes. Chastisement. Yes. 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 And everybody loves a good rebuke. Amen. Yeah. You know, some of my monologues are sweet and nice <laughs> and fun, and some of them are rants. <laughs> so, moving on. Um, Exodus chapter 12, verse 43. Uh, I'm going to read. Exodus 12, 43. I'm going to read. You moved quickly on to that chapter. I'm going to read to verse 50, and it says here. Wait, wait. Go ahead. Okay, it says here, And the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, This is the ordinance of the Passover. No foreigner shall eat it. So if no foreigner shall eat it, then and we're here and doing where are it. Where you at? We must be figuring out. I just read 43. Gotcha. And so we, we have to become non-foreigners, right? Gotcha. It says, But every man's servant who is bought for money, when you have circumcised him, then he may eat it. A sojourner and a hired servant shall not eat it. 
In one house it shall be eaten. You shall not carry any of the flesh outside the house, nor shall you break one of its bones. All the congregation of Israel shall keep it. So who's supposed to keep it? All the congregation of Israel. And when a stranger dwells with you and wants to keep the Passover to the Lord. <laughs> I just realized. Oh, you're right. This is my no, new sh- King James. I didn't say I'm so sorry. It's okay. I, you know, I didn't even realize. I just went like this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay. He has a King. I, this is a new King James version. It's, um, I have both of them in my car and I just grabbed the wrong Listen, one, I guess. Didn't even realize it. The word is holy, brother. Amen. 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 All right. So back to verse 48. And when a stranger dwells with you and wants to keep the Passover to the Lord, so that may be us, right? Wants to keep the Passover. Right. Right? I want to join up here. Uh, and wants to keep the Passover to the Lord. Let all his males be circumcised, and then let him come near and keep it, and he shall be as a native of the land, for no uncircumcised person shall eat it. And then here it goes, 49. One law shall be for the native-born and for the stranger who dwells among you. And that's the first time the word law is used that, in the Bible. That's right. First mention. So, Thus all the children of Israel did as the Lord commanded Moses and Aaron, so they did. So look at here. The Passover is the first thing that the stranger who dwells among Israel, right? Those who have attached themselves to Israel or been grafted into Israel. Right. Are, are to keep, right? That there's one law. And so this is the law first mentioned, is the first mention of Torah, and it's a pretty clear one. Hey, there's one law, period, end of story. There's not a separate law, right? You don't have these, you know, other special right. laws over yeah. here versus these special laws over there. These are just for these people, right? Right. It's one law that applies to the whole nation of Israel, the whole commonwealth of Israel, which would include... Well, you know, those it, of us that have been grafted in through the Jews Yeshua. For Jesus movement, the Messianic Jews were keeping the Torah and practicing their faith in Yeshua as the Messiah. But what's interesting is that when the Gentiles started doing it, the Messianics were like, "You don't have to do this. You're Gentiles." Right, right, right. But right. they realized how much they wanted to do it. But then they said, "Okay, well then you can do it." But it says that it says that specifically know, the stranger how, that comes yeah, that wants right. to keep the Passover. Right. That there's a way for him to do it. That's right. And then what happens? One law. For both right. native-born and stranger, it applies to both. So so in closing here, um, the Feast of Unleavened Bread is a picture of God's children getting the leaven or the sin out of their lives after accepting Yeshua as their personal Lord and Savior or to be born again. So once again, Passover is one day. You mm-hmm. can't be more born again. Right. But now the process of the unleavened bread kicks into action. And by the way, right. there was 12 unleavened uh, loaves of bread on the table of showbread. That's right. Which represents each tribe. So if God is asking us uh, to get the leaven out, then we need to get the leaven out. So, uh, you know, we are commanded. That's right. Oh, oh, here we go. I brought the matzah to the table today. I'm excited about that. This is our prop, right? The real prop. So we are commanded to eat matzah. So let's see what we got here. Ooh. We got our... Hey, also, speaking of which, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this, but this is a resource for you. For those of you that have kids, PJ Library, if you just Google PJ Library, um, you'll find their website, and you can register your kids, and they will send them a book every month, which I thought that was really cool, you know? Um, we've been getting those books for the kids for years now. We've got, like, stacks of these books. Interesting. All great little Good stories. Good plug there for yeah. the Jewish people. Yep. So I'll Ooh. give you this one. That'll be yeah. yours. Yeah. 
So Jesus took bread, broke it, and gave it. He did. That's what he wants to do in your life. That's what he so did. we're commanded to eat unleavened bread every day for seven days. So that's what we're going to do now, as an example. And then we're going to have to get the vacuum cleaner. Now, so we know that I follow the command today. That's right. We have proof. Praise, Praise God. God. All right. All right, Ryan, close up in prayer. Father, we thank you for your son. Passover, unleavened bread, it's all about you. It's all about your son. And so we look at the past and we see how you brought us out of Egypt. And we look to the present and how you have saved us and made us new creations. And we look to the future, God, when you will come and you will have the Passover with us again, Father. And so we're just so thankful for the marriage supper of the Lamb that's coming and how we can look forward and how we can thank you for the blessings that we have today. We pray these things in Yeshua's name. Amen. Amen. Bless you guys. Have a great week.